Shut up and sit down. We're rolling now, boys. Happy head. Happy head. Yo, yo. Back with another Muscle in the Hustle podcast. Special guest. Tony Stunt Double. But taller, but better looking. <laughs> Tony's <laughs> he's <going> to be. <laughs> Welcome to Conliffe from Kays and Strength. He's been on the podcast before, but unfortunately, I wasn't allowed to be there. So I know you guys missed me that time. So we got him back to run it back. How's it going, Conliffe? Not too bad, Maggie. Thanks for having me. Uh, as this is the, the, I suppose this is the official debut, seeing as it uh, doesn't really count for Tony the first time. Oh, no. You didn't get tag teamed. <laughs> <laughs> These boys were planning to fucking tag on me and <laughs> rinse me in that <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, you got away lately. We never really give you give you much of a touch. No, you like, didn't. Oh. To be honest, you didn't. You were too. You were too business. You were too busy giving people actual good advice. <laughs> I know, I don't know how much that'll follow tonight. No, well, there'll be good advice given out, because kind of, Tony was, you know, Tony's productivity's in the shitter at the minute. We all know about it. <laughs> he, he's acting the influencer lifestyle. So it's kind of, I had to get you on myself, because we, we have to help him out here. He needs to get his productivity back up to the top levels. Top performer. Phil Graham was on to me, he says he's not performing. At the level he needs to be at, so we, me and you, have to step in here and bring him back up to, you know. He's making some sound like I'm having sex trouble. <laughs> it's an intervention. Uh, it's an intervention. That's next week's uh, episode. <laughs> next week's episode. That's yeah, why well, people yeah. are sending you all the stuff about the gay stuff, Tony. <laughs> oh fucking hell! I don't know. It's, do you know what the thing is too? It's coming from fake accounts now. Oh, is it? Right. It wasn't, and now now it is. There's it was coming from people like as a, but like there's loads and like I don't know. There's loads about macaque and loads about being like, do you like it up the bum or do you like this or just questions that I would like reply to people and be like, oh that's funny, that's a laugh and like the odd answer. But now they're getting like some of the questions are a wee bit like, would you ever consider? Or, do you know they're they're, they're actually oh. serious people, and I'm just sort of like, this is starting to get a wee bit creepy. How much money are they talking? Not enough yet. So oh, right. Just hold out. See the game. I, I've, I've actually unfollowed Tony because sixty percent of the content is now about his cock. Yeah, exactly. The budgie Shanks. smugglers. See, that's what happens when you start wearing shit like that, Tony. Well, fuck me. It's just because of stuff a load of socks down it. But still, will be. I'll be turning off topic because it's actually it's funny for a while, and then oh, what it, does is it just starts to fry me. But some people are obviously still finding it funny, but the large majority are sort of like. Right, let's fucking move on here. There are a couple of jokes is fine, but even people are writing to me being like, well, who the fuck's writing these? And I just screenshot and send, and they're like, what the fuck? Ah, it's bad when it starts to get to the point where fake accounts are doing it. And, it's, and that's I mean, not someone having yeah. a joke. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because it's sort of like, not true, but it's sort of like, it's just a bit odd. It's just strange. I don't know. People have fucking too much time in their hands. I know. I Probably you, Mickey. I was going to say, I was well bored that night. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, productivity. Um, I, I, to be honest, I haven't been the most productive person of late. Um, I come in fits, uh, like bursts. Uh, so, Colin, if you're going to take lead on this, you're the man with the plan, and we heard that you've done a lot of good work for Headspace in this regard, and people were lapping it up, loving it. On the Headstrong program, Headstrong right. Headspace. Yeah. What am I? I'm just that, but helps me go to <laughs> helps helps me go to sleep at night. 
Yeah, and uh, well, I suppose myself and Tony sat down to chat about like the for when we were creating the Headstrong program, the biggest problems that people tended to be facing, and most of it's born out of the, probably the shit that myself and Tony would have wanted to see, and the shit we needed a hand with when we were sort of starting out, and probably still now to a large extent. Both of us would agree. I think we struggle with productivity all the time. Yeah. So it's just gathering. Like I think, and when we started creating the Headstrong program, the one thing we wanted to avoid was us saying like, oh, listen, we're fucking like pinnacles and the icons of doing any of this shit. It's like, we were like, no, we're absolutely not. It's that we spent a lot of time learning from people way fucking smarter than us and tried to just compile it all into one place that people that are struggling can save themselves some fucking time and money uh, and go through and just basically cherry pick all the best shit out of it. So, yeah, the productivity week, I think that's what me and Tony were chatting about the other day, that it was the week that we got the most feedback about. Uh, Tony, you had quite a few people who had messaged you as well. Yeah, that's why I thought this would be, like, ideal if it makes sense, because uh, it's just something I know. I'm getting lots of clients. I'm getting lots of people that are struggling with procrastination productivity. So it made sense, and because you talked that week and there was such good feedback, like, we're better just going straight forward and, like, would you have like five, three main tips or tricks or like can, I know it's obviously hard to condense it down because productivity is such a large thing, but like, would you have like a certain like rule list? What would you uh, say? Probably the first thing that I, like, I can't remember who actually had told me at the time, but or where I'd got it from, but it was basically like being, pro- being productive isn't about doing a lot of things. It's about doing the right things. And that, that one piece of advice shaped like a lot of the headstrong content first of all and you get this situation where you feel like you need to get loads and loads and loads done but you're just fucking chasing your tail stressing yourself out trying to get everything done and like that's the worst that's the worst thing that's going to happen because it doesn't matter how effective you are like in doing every each individual task if you've got a big long fucking to-do list you're gonna just you're never gonna get to the end of it. I think that's one thing myself and Tony have found. Mickey, you're probably the same. Yeah. You literally you've you've never finished a to do list. I don't think any of us have ever no. finished yeah. a to do list. Guilty. No, not if not as you said, not if it's a long one. I'm I'm of that realm of give yourself two to three tasks that you can absolutely nail and then take it from there. Um, I'm not like I I would be like that now, but see whenever I first started in this, like a year i would have been the sort of fucker that wrote maybe like 15 things to do uh, plus joe you write down everything that needs done for the, like the week in like a day and then you only get like five some days you actually do get everything done you're like holy fuck and then i think the problem is then something comes up you have to go somewhere you have to do something the next day and you've got then 50 you've got like 10 more things to do and you're like why can't i be as productive as i was yesterday yeah and that's when shit starts hitting the fan mentally i think because it's more so feeling of lazy Yes. Yeah, I think you, I think people feel guilty when they don't get a lot of shit done, or when they, like, we talk we, we talk about this uh, this concept called the guilt gap, and it's basically what you expect to get done or what you think you should get done versus what you actually get done. And the bigger the distance is between those two things, the more guilty you feel. Like that's a that's a concept called the guilt gap. So the first thing that we would say for people trying to be more productive or trying to like set out like reasonable plan of attack is set realistic expectations like you're not going to get fucking everything done in one day if anything be conservative and how you're like how you're estimating how much time something's going to take if you think it oh that'll take 20 minutes allow yourself 40 like 45 minutes to do it in a block of time 
so that you're not like it maybe take 20 minutes if you've got peace and quiet by the time somebody rings you amazon man comes to the door somebody comes into the house like that task will normally take a lot longer so that was the first thing the way it's said setting real expect realistic expectations is the very first thing on the headstrong uh week in productivity where we we want you to be clear on right well there's no point in you setting out this unrealistic massive to-do list and trying to expect to get 90 percent of it done in monday when you really this is your week's worth of work yeah yeah that 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 there would be the way i would i would go at it from a from a point of i've never really actually read up in productivity myself but i think for me it works better when a short you know short small tasks um give myself a few of them do them right move on to the next one uh, when tony was saying about the the 15 things of the week or whatever i would 100 percent not even do half of them if i have to move something that oh i'll do it tomorrow it's already not getting done and i know that yeah. myself the only the only productivity tip i ever got was someone said tomorrow is today so it was uh you set yourself the task the night before and that was the yeah. only tip i ever got that really made sense to me and going okay so when i get up in the morning i know exactly what i should do first thing or what i should do um on that day because i would be the sort of person that would get distracted by flashy lights and go you know what fuck i'm off this direction when i should be going right i'm way left yeah i think if you're i think if you're not planning effectively you're really gonna you're really gonna struggle uh there's a bit of a sorry i'm having an issue with mike here uh, if you're not planning effectively, you're not sitting down for 10 15 minutes the night before like setting yourself out now i would normally do it i finish work probably about five o'clock in the moment and from 4 45 to 5 i just try and i don't even spend a mass amount of time doing it just be like right what's the one or two things i need to do tomorrow for tomorrow to have been worthwhile yeah there's a there's a diary that i would use the productivity planner uh i think tim Ferriss, that wrote the four hour work week would be a big advocate of it it was one of his books that i'd found it but it the structure of each day is one task and like the, the for setting that task it's if this was the only thing you got done today today would be a success and that just being very clear when you're sitting down for your day's work okay well what is what's my one thing for today that if i get this done today is like today is a success and then after that having two smaller things so like we call it like one big rock and two pebbles that if you get one big thing done each day and two smaller things and you can gather that like that accumulates over the course of days and weeks yeah definitely tony um when you were when, when i first came on with you you were you always kind of looked into what where, you know where i was spending my time on my days you know because you, you always have the excuse of oh i was busy i didn't get my calories in or i was busy i missed the gym so one of the things you used to always go to me was well, like, tell me your day what do you do what what time do you get up at well no what time do you start work at? what time do you finish work at yeah like i think personally for me like i'm gonna do it right off this is like for me one of the best ways to find out how you can be more productive is reflect rather than look forward look back at the week prior what has went to shit and then like truthfully like if, if i was to look at like my week because my productivity hasn't the best like i've spent too much time in that gap period where one i haven't planned enough two i've probably spent like too long on my phone scrolling or like too long on tasks or 
working too late just to try and get stuff done. Do you know, you'll, you'll be able to nitpick where you've done stuff that's off, like where you've maybe not planned effectively. And I think almost reflect on that. Time management in general is, is such a tool for productivity because I feel like making sure that you obviously, as Connor said, like one rock, two pebbles, but even using techniques, like there's an app called Flora, if anybody knows it. Like, have you ever seen this? No, it's like... No. It's just practically like a timer app for work. It, you set it for 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, but it locks your phone. Like you can't get into your phone for it. Yes. Um, so like it's, it's a handy wee tool. You know, if you know you, you don't need on your phone, you need to be doing work. It just saves you picking it up. And every time you pick it up, yes, you can break the, it's like a wee tree that builds, but like it means that like every time you pick it up, you're like, oh fuck, I shouldn't have this in my hand rather than spend five, 10 minutes. Cause I think scrolling is what kills a lot of people personally. Oh yeah, yeah massive. I, th I think everybody's like, you lift your phone up. If I think anytime the first thing we used to do with people talking, like when you're like as coaches, Tony, but chatting to a load of people, and some a lot of people probably like Mickey come back and say like it just didn't get fucking time to get that done. <laughs> and did. my my first board of call for people is okay, I'll take your phone out and let me check your screen time, and they feel like the blood falls from their face, and they're like, oh fuck, like because their screen times five, six, seven hours or more. And we're like, remember saying, right, well, we're looking you to take 20 minutes to make yourself like a feed for the next lunch so that you don't go and have six sausage rolls at lunchtime. It's like, that's, that's normally what it is. Yeah. Oh, big time, the screen time. Like them apps are created to drag in and drag in for hours. They don't want you to leave. That's why the algorithm is created in a way to set, show you nice shiny stuff to keep you entertained. So you don't go, oh, fuck, they've annoyed me now. I'm fucking, I'm off. But... Uh what do you call it? App limits is good too. If you go into your settings and your yeah. settings and apps or set and screen time and you can put like, I have like 45 minutes a day for Instagram, 30 minutes for Facebook. Like I never use the Facebook time, but I'll go through the Instagram time by like three, 4 PM. And you know, it says like, do you want to add one minute, 15 minutes or unlock for the day? But like the beauty is, do you know, you hit one minute, you're in reply to the message and that's you. Yeah. I, I, I find this, yeah, you, you don't realize how much, it's more so a case of, you might be like, oh, it's only five or 10 minutes here, but you don't actually realize how much of your life you're giving this. Because the most precious thing in, in the world isn't money, it's your time, because you can't, honestly can't get it back. Oh, so like, it's not even just a case of like productivity in terms of even just fucking generally being there. I think it's a fucking shit show. Like, it's one thing I hate to say is Joe, whenever you're sitting at the dinner table and there's constant scrolling or something, it's fucking not wise. Uh, yeah, everybody's as guilty as, as each other. It's just trying to tone it down. Joe, if you're like a 10 or a 10 for scrolling, try and dial it to an 8 and then a 7 and a 5. Joe, and sit there. Yeah, big time. What about the what about the whole mantra of, of tackling the hard stuff first? Where do you, where do you land on it? Because um, I would have been the boy to put off the hard stuff, but when you think about it logically, it's probably better to get the big task out of the way. Where I'm, I would have always been the guy going, you know what, fuck that, that'll do. The wait, just I can wait. I'll, I'll pick oh. off the easy pickings, the low, low hanging fruit, and then go after the big stuff after. Eat the frog first. Always do the hardest thing first. <laughs> yeah, eat, eat the frog. Totally agree. Now, that's that's like that's not to say that I fucking do it every day. There is days where you wake up, especially. Like one of the things we like, I always notice is when you're sleep shit, your productivity the next day is awful, and it's like it, it's everything's awful. But when you've had a shit sleep, you don't want to eat the ugliest frog first, and like you don't want to sit down and do that one task. It's you like you'll sit, and I think that's one of the big things we find with people like procrastinating, and it's not 
necessarily that they're not doing anything it's that they'll maybe just do other shit they'll do other less important shit that's what i do like if i'm procrastinating it's not that i'm sitting staring into space or watching fucking jeremy kale it's that i'm going ah oh, do you know what i'll i'll make a wee infographic here and but maybe I have something really pressing to do in the business that is actually really important but it's a wee bit more difficult and you you sort of kid yourself thinking no no i'm going to get this done instead because this is this needs done to it like it might need done but it might be number like 12 13 14 in priority for the day when you just don't really want to fucking do that first thing uh, it's it is one of those things there's a book called do the work uh, by stephen pressfield that is uh, fantastic on this and he talks about like the concept of resistance uh, he's a writer that wrote, uh, has written like a lot of fiction books and he talks about resistance is that just that force that makes you not want to do shit every day basically like he sort of personifies procrastination into this thing and he calls it this thing resistance and he talks about like every day you have to battle it you have to get up and do the simple things just the same and he like talks about how the value in routine that sitting down at your laptop at nine o'clock and putting pen to paper whatever it is yeah. at, at consistently even when you don't want to do it and just taking it one day at a time yeah i i would do that in a, in a way that i didn't really know when i came to writing music whereas if i knew i went into the studio and spent my four hours three hours in there i knew it probably would come up with nothing because i wasn't in the right mood to do it but I was getting in a routine of just doing it, getting in. And after a while, it was, it was a kind of trigger going where, okay, when I sat in that side, I was like, oh, this is go time. And, and after a while, I started kind of training myself to be ready to go for that time instead of going in and thinking, I have no fucking ideas here. You know, I can tap away, make melodies and go, oh, I don't like any of this shit. But when I just kept repeating it, repeating it, repeating it, it was as if my brain started going, oh, now it's time to work. Just like DJing, when the time comes, if it's midnight, if it's 1am, I'm a lot more alert, a lot more creative than you, you guys during the day or early mornings. My creativity yeah, but... doesn't get going tonight. It's as if it's the same sort of kind of rational thinking of if you keep repeating something or repeating the process, if you, you go in at 9am into the office, pen up, pen up, ready to go, Sooner or later, it it becomes your routine. It becomes part of you. And I think, without me knowing that, when you were when you were just speaking that, I was like, oh, that makes sense now. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it's probably and it's counter to probably I think when people talk about like like any sort of creative endeavor, people think about no, you just have to wait the like the that creative we spark strikes. You have to wait to to the moment of inspiration. And it's just an interesting thing. Like I suppose I think everybody's creative and everyone's job will have will allow them different levels of creativity uh i normally just always would have thought creative as what like what you're doing mickey like with music yeah but i think everybody like creativity is just like prop prop i remember saying a quote creativity is like problem solving uh in action or some form of that like questions just trying to come up with new novel ways to tie ideas to get to solve a problem oh yeah um, whether that like that that's so whilst i never really thought about that until lately like what the the role of it that book was fantastic so i would highly recommend it there's a i think when we're talking about the phone stuff the, the biggest sort of the biggest impact thing for me is probably just making it time sensitive and putting a bit of skin in the game that that uh, floor app i know that tony uses i haven't used it but i will use the different one it's called the pomodoro uh, technique it's from that productivity planner book too and it's a kind of similar thing where 
you set a 25 minute block yeah. and you work for that like you work for the 25 minutes now the rule is if you deviate from your work if you pick your phone up if you go like dandering out of the room whatever it is you have to reset the timer and start again uh, and it is a fucking pain in the ass the first few times you do it because inevitably 15 16 minutes in you pick your phone up you just like instinctually yeah just grab the phone and you're like oh shit and it's very easy to just go like oh no i'll, I'll pretend that didn't happen but resetting your time sitting for the 25 minutes again after making the balls of it and getting distracted two or three times that was my big thing that it meant that as soon as i sit down in the morning like whatever time it is i'll take the timer out set the 25 minute timer set my phone behind the laptop out of sight so i'm not tempted to pick it up and then just start working until i hear the bell for the 25 minutes go walk about play basketball outside for five minutes stress the legs and then come back in again and do another and if i can do two or three blocks before lunch yeah. and then maybe two blocks after lunch i'll get fucking more done than if i sat in front of the laptop from sort of half seven to five in the evening Oh, big day. Or just take a shitload of Adderall and just fucking <laughs> just bounce every night in one go. What? One twenty minute period. <laughs> what what does Adderall do? I've heard so many people talking about Adderall. Is it just like that just like a an over the counter version of that limitless drug? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. It's like Medafinal, it's a cognitive enhancer, like it definitely just gives you a fucking like a super focus. You get agitated you get agitated and stuff if people take you away from what you're trying to do. Oh yeah, it's fucking uh but, it, it would it would cause a lot of anxiety like depends on the dosage because like i know fellas that like would dose would never take it then take it and what happens is practically they end up with like taking all their productivity from the day the next day and just plugging it into one which is fine if that's what you need yeah but if you find the right dose or you just keep fucking popping them you probably could just continue and then, well it is amphetamine, like yeah exactly you know and it's then, it's <clears throat> they're they're you can you can it's get like, really addicted well, to it and the effects of it can if you do abuse it it can you know i don't know like it mixing it with energy drinks and shit um no. students can get themselves into, it, into bottle ways with it like is that the listeners take home today get it go and get a get an order ah, right? and wash it down with a couple of tens of monster energy oh my god <laughs> <laughs> okay, there, is, there is cognitive enhancers that are legal like i haven't taken them in ages but like alpha g like anything though anything that's legal usually just doesn't work as well uh it like alpha gpc you can get that off supplement needs hyperzine a they're two cognitive enhancers that if you stack you will actually notice a slight difference you will and then once you're past them you're starting to look at things that are illegal illegal like i think is it armadophanil medophanil and then you've obviously got adderall like they're your three sort yeah. of ones but like we're not going to study they're sort of like what you would hear people sell as like medophanil stuff is what you would hear people sell as like study drugs in the holy lands and yeah, places yeah. like that yeah 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 i think so, I, had, I had i had tried that alpha gpc that just it's it's that supplement needs one i think last yeah. summer did you when, notice any uh, difference some people don't no no this is one of the things I had, I had had a conversation with you before Tony like I was like ah oh, do you know what I feel like I am more productive but one of the things was at that time that was probably about four or five weeks into the cut that I had done with you last summer my morning looked like getting up at about half seven quarter to eight like going for a walk coming back doing 10 minutes on the bike getting a cold shower and then firing a coffee into it and all then I added that the, the alpha into it now that morning routine set me up perfectly that meant if i was like quarter to eight or nine if i sat down in front of the laptop i get burned through a day's work in about two hours no problem just because of how warm i was set up so i found it difficult to distinguish 
if that if it was just placebo, if it was and it was probably just it probably offered a small percentage. I say placebo definitely, but you still need that kekla. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like it, 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 it's. You know what I mean? It's like a, not antidepressants don't work. They obviously do because they're chemicals. But if somebody told you that you were going to take a pill that's full of caffeine and you were going to get loads of work done and be real productive versus a pill that's got nothing in it, you're it. You, and some people won't get an any effect, but some people will actually kick up. Yeah, I, I do. I, I'm not. I'm not really going to talk on it because I can't remember the specifics of the book. But it's a book, Lost Connections, and it talks about the like the amount of placebo effect uh, with an anti depressants that was what that was a large part of the book i'm not going to talk about but it's just it, it was talking about some of the some of the effects of placebo are mental but i, I think that just that's, that's a bit of a digression to be honest but uh, th- even if it is placebo for something that costs like 30 quid for two months to play if it's placebo and you're, it's causing you to get more done then fucking use fucking it. sure like, there's, take there's it away <laughs> nothing wrong with that like oh uh, it's the same as most fucking pre-workouts People have it in their head. They can't train my pre-workout. I probably have it in my head, and I feel a lot better going into the gym with one. Do you, and I, Tony, do you ever hear? And I, I we probably don't talk as much about training on. Uh, probably, we actually don't even talk as much about training. Most of the stuff we talk about outside of it. But I've had a lot of people saying, "Oh, I didn't eat my meal half an hour before the gym, and now I have no energy for the gym." And I never, I always sort of say, like that food is not anywhere near digested. Like it's still no. sitting, sitting in your stomach. This makes no odds whether or not you have that meal. Now there may be, there's obviously a, an impact down the line. But people saying, oh, I didn't, I didn't have an, uh, a, a two race cakes before I came into the gym. I have no energy. What's your thoughts on that, Tony? Uh, well, from a science perspective, depends on how many calories you're on. But the glycogen in your muscles should be stored from even the day before. It's like saying, Joe, you know, if you had a meal the night before. And then went to the gym fasted in the morning. Yeah. <clears throat> that you wouldn't be able to perform just as well. Now, don't get me wrong, it depends how big the meal is the night before, but if the carbs are sufficient, they're not just going to disappear in the night. They're stored yeah. as glycogen in your muscle, your liver. So performance shouldn't be too affected. But for me, optimal nutrition for performance, like you're going to eat a meal between two, one to two hours out, like 30 minutes is cramming it a bit tight. But I usually actually do have meals about 30 minutes out because. I sort of find by the time you fuck about and do a warm-up set or two, like it's it's one of the things where it's per you almost have to trial it and test it. And there is that mind or matter. As much as science is there, you know, you're gonna get people that go, Oh, if I don't eat really close to my workout, I get hungry. If I eat too far away, I I I get hung Joe, you know, it's it, there's so many mix and matches. Too far away you get hungry, too close you feel busted. So cause blood's in your digestive system. So for me, it's one of these things where studies said 90 to 120 minutes out for athletes playing games weight training so i tend to stick with that because that gives it time to digest and you actually get utilizing the muscle but honestly if you didn't eat to 2 p.m in the day and you had a massive meal, meal the night before your performance should still be relatively the same yeah yeah no i would i, would, I think i would agree with that there yeah uh, i'm just like i'd fuck it up <laughs> suck it up and just go and train anyway yeah yeah, yeah i'm exactly. the kind of same but only do no harm yeah. we got we got a few questions here lads um go on ahead there's a couple of juicy ones right we will so we got three questions anyway, so we'll kick off the middle one. Do you think most people are generally lazy? Oh my god. This is actually coming from a from a, a fitness professional. <laughs> wait, wait, wait to back on my way. I'm gonna be rough as fuck. <laughs> go on, Tony, go ahead there to fuck with you. So go on, you start things off, because then I'll feel, I'll I'll look a lot nicer uh, in comparison to your response. 
I don't think people are lazy. I just think that liar. They definitely prioritize the wrong things, and it depends on the person. You know, like one person's lazy could be another person's productive. Yeah, it depends what you to get done in the day. Like for a lot of people that are working nine in the morning to five, like to expect to get a lot done between five and ten p.m. is tight. It's just a case of that people fall into routines where they can't assume that they can work later in the day. Like I'm the wrong person to talk about being like I might not be the most productive person but I'm a workhorse, so I'm the wrong person to ask because when somebody asks me or says to me, I can't afford such and such, the first thing I say is, how many jobs do you have? And they go, oh, well, just the one. And I'm like, well, I used to have three last summer. I used to do 16 hours on the beach, <laughs> 55 hours in the fire service, and also run the full coach. And so the first thing is I'm like, you need to be pulling hours out of summer. If you need more money, you need to work for it. And it's, it's sort of that case of like, that sounds like overkill, and it completely is. Yeah. But it sort of does drill in work ethic, and I think work ethic is the big, big thing that if you if you if you feel like you're lazy, you, it's it's so tough to call. I like, I don't feel like generally most people are lazy, but there is some lazy bastards out there. Like, don't get me wrong. I feel like what's the best word? But people are lazy in certain areas of life. Yeah, I think he means generalization. No, he it could be coming from like a why people don't get um, results. Are they not willing to put in the work that? you know the the other 10 percent or the 20 percent put in i think that might be where he's kind of coming from from a from a music point of view or a, like a music industry point of view i would say most people are 100 percent lazy because they've all the talent in the world i know so many people so talented they just do not put in the work because they either one think they're entitled to to everything they're entitled to all their gigs. They're entitled to all their money. They're entitled to any success they ever got. Um, if they got the success easy at the start, they think that should be just the way. And then when it comes down to the grind, like like now over lockdown, there's loads of boys that have just disappeared like into the shadows. And when the announcement came out there last week or the week before, the clubs could be opening again in June. Now they've reared their heads again and they're starting to post to you more. And you're like, what have you been doing for the last pretty much a year? But because it wasn't that easy, you know, you had to think outside the box. You had to start pushing other forms. They didn't want to know any of that. They just wanted, they're probably just doing it for the wrong reasons too. They're doing it for just money and the money wasn't there. So yeah. therefore their attention probably wasn't there. Um, but I would see the lot of talent I see wasted, a lot of talented people, music, especially in Belfast, Northern Ireland, that just do not put in the effort because they just, they simply believe they should just be given it rather than they, them going out to take it. Yeah, do you know what it probably is? It's probably like a society norm now is different. Yeah. Like, it's like Instagram shows hi highlight reels of people like, like for example, in Dubai, and it doesn't show you all the work they've done prior. So then people assume they do stuff for like a month or two and it should be that way. So I think it's a case of, it's almost like you're tricked into thinking that you're working hard when you're probably only in second gear. Yeah. I need, like no pressure no diamond is always like saying I fucking love if you ever see how diamonds made it's worth looking up and I don't know I wouldn't say Conliff what's your take on this I, I don't know where I stand on this I've had different conversations with people I think we're probably like we're probably running our own ventures like all of us are relatively independent have had our own businesses or have or have had so you know it really like at either at days or lives based off your work output like how well you're doing so there's a necessity to get fucking shit done so you kind of avoid that like you avoid that laziness thing if you're lazy you're not 
going to have a job you're not going to have like yeah income that kind of thing so it becomes a necessity so it becomes a way of life so i think like the filter we're like looking at this through is shit like people like if i'm lazy i don't have a business yeah like that's that's one way of looking at it now yeah whereas i don't mean to interrupt you but like whereas if i worked in the fire service doesn't matter if i'm putting a building out that's on fire or if i'm sitting watching tally in the fire service i'm still getting 13 14 quid an hour it doesn't matter so why the fuck would i want to do the hard work and that'll be a lot of people's mentality because you're working for somebody else in that yeah i think the, the the big thing i like would probably sound is that we've all got it to different like to different stages but the more you work for something the more satisfying it is at the end of it now every every decision you'll ever make in your life is a trade-off like if you want to have the immediate gratification of just line up like every hour away from work you want to do as little as possible work like you want to do as little as possible work you want to lay up and watch netflix after work and you don't want to do those things you will be allowed to sit up and relax far more than say yourself or myself or mickey but you, like you'll not have as many opportunities within work or you'll not be as content you'll not be as satisfied with your life because like pursuing something difficult is always what gives you some sense of satisfaction like anything you've ever think if any of the listeners like if you ever achieve if you ever the things that you got that you give you the most satisfaction that normally came through some form of pain in the ass work that yeah. you probably didn't enjoy or didn't particularly want to do in the moment and I think I think that's the thing that everyone makes a decision and say, great, well, you can either do the work and like reap the rewards, or you can not do the work, but you won't get any of the the rewards or any of the benefits. And I think a lot of people choose like I think that what what we're talking about is people choosing short term gratification over long term gains. Like we we talk about this all the time. Yeah, yeah. The the, the easy paths there for half the reward. A lot of people will just take it. Go, you know what? I'm quite yeah. happy with half the reward. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. Kind of an odd one. What else you got, Mickey? What, be- what best trait the Jews boys have? Well, I'm fucking outstanding looking to start off with. I don't know if that's a trait, but... That's not a trait, though, is it? It's well, like a part I know, trait, it's, it? it's just good genes, I suppose. Um, best trait, stubbornness. I would put stubbornness down to one of my best traits um, because if I want something, I will not give up. Um, that you'll persevere yeah like if even if the going's really fucking bad and I know I want something and I'm working towards something and oh, everything's going against it I just have this stubborn streak to go you know what I'm right and I'm gonna keep keep this path not stubborn enough to go no I need to change my path but I'm stubborn enough to go I'm just not giving up this is what I want I want to I've done this with you know, setting me goals every year, set some stupid goals to play some clubs that I probably shouldn't fucking be playing in, but I'm just that hell-bent on making it happen. And even though at times you think, you know what, fuck, this is not... Like, there's some of them that's definitely not going to happen, but I will still pursue it to the fucking... to my dying breath. Um, <laughs> the, But that I think that's one of my <laughs> one of my big traits. That it, 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 would be, yeah, it would be just pure stubbornness. That I just won't give up. No, I won't lie down. I won't back down. Best. I think that is quite good. It's, yeah, it's a bad and a good trait though. When some, you know I mean? oh yeah, yeah, there'll be plenty of people to tell you it's one of my worst traits. <laughs> Do you not find that yeah. though? Like, like the, your biggest strength will also be your big, like it's two sides of a coin. Your biggest strength will also be your biggest downside, whatever it is. Like what that's you still say the same. My, um, I don't know if it's a trait. I'm like. 
fixated on being better. Like I'm absolutely like I remember reading Carl Dweck's book Mindset. That was about having a growth or a fixed mindset and like growth mindset. Basically, like you always think you can be better in the future. Like yeah. the, you can be smarter. You can learn more. You can like you can always do more. You can always be. You're always unfinished. You can always develop. And I have like. I'm probably a wee bit obsessive about that, that I'll spend, like if I go outside, if I drive to the shop, and in the shop, I shouldn't even drive to the shop, I should probably walk to it, like, I could, like it's 20 seconds drive away. <laughs> but if I, I have to have an audiobook or a podcast plan, if I get in the car and drive that distance, that's just, like if I have available time of the day, I'll be listening to an, a podcast or an audiobook. I just, I feel like there's so much shit to learn and that I'm, I, could, I could be better at all yeah. times now to mickey like what i was saying to mickey that's also a fucking big downside because it means you're very rarely fucking satisfied with where you are yes you overanalyze everything to yeah. an extent and that will be a melt because i i would be very the same and people would be like joe you, you overanalyze stuff that much or you're trying to be better that much that you're not enjoying the moment to an extent or you're celebrating you don't celebrate the wins because you're yes. ready on to the next one already you're you're already you're, you're too busy picking yourself apart. Yeah, I yeah. would completely get that as well. Because like, I would have spent you know Saturday night doing work and then planning things on the whiteboard. And the first thing I thought was things aren't clear enough on the whiteboard. It needs redone. And I'm like pissed at that. Whereas most people would just be happy they did an hour or two of work. Joe, you know? so I completely agree with that. That is an interesting one. Fuck, you just want to like you're taking the good ones. What am I gonna say? <laughs> like Joe Wayne, that's fucking deadly. I think just like I do get where you're coming from with stubborn. Like you'll notice people that do similar things or that are run the business will have similar traits. It's oh, yeah. just there. And as Connor says, a lot of the traits can be seen as good and bad. 100%. You know, and I think that's, that's where people go, Oh, he's too driven. He doesn't see like he's just driven to succeed in here, but this part of his life and you're like, But that's the reason you probably love him, but it's probably the reason you hate him as well, because you know, your drive to succeed is is there and it's there in every part of life you know yeah like for me for me personally it's always been for me my my biggest win and my biggest downside is i'm very like obsessive over things whenever i start them so like when i was younger like i would have known like i would have literally have like got obsessed with, like thomas the tank engine then it would have moved and it would have moved and it would have moved and like my, that's what happened to me in fitness like whenever i was like 15 my yeah. obsession just moved from probably fucking i don't know what to like fitness and my ones were like it's just a phase it'll be like six months a year yeah but it never changed so then like i went down like the the rabbit hole where like you're too obsessed like every minute's about learning about it everything's similar to what you're saying about being better and similar to being stubborn but a case of where for me it's like a case of like every moment is like obsessed around it to where it's almost it's great because you can really dive in and you can learn and become a master but very quick but to the stage of where like other things in my life like my family my relationship would get affected so like that's a real downside so for me i need to be careful in that balance and i, I fucking hate the word balance to be honest because i don't believe in but you know that like line in the sand where it goes from being like a, a like a help to a real hindrance yeah yeah i think i think one of the things that maybe maybe last year maybe the year before it, it helped me get clear on it is just chat like that trait that like does so well because it was really the, like the platform for me for that trait for so long was always a business i was always like directing all of that better into trying to build a better business or a bigger business or be better as a business owner and i think i can't remember a conversation with connor o'neill uh of nowhere shower performance we were sort of chat, chatting about it and it was just a small tweak between all right well 
can I just take that same philosophy and apply it to being a son, being a brother, being a friend? And that will pull me across. Like you said, balance. You probably don't really like balance, but it's that we talk about being clear in your values and the Headstrong program. But it's like if you have the things that you decide are important and you have this trait that it couldn't be really good, it's like, right, well, let's try and apply the best parts of that trait to the most important shit in your life yep. as opposed to just being singularly focused on being the best like a really fucking stubborn dj yeah it's like being stubborn being stubborn to protect your time all right calm down like, there folks with, <laughs> being stubborn <laughs> to protect your time with like uh, shit that's important to you yeah no yeah. i 100 percent. Uh, yeah yeah that's actually hit the nail on the head there um i but it is mob i didn't even think about it when i when i, when I read the question that you, and you until you said it as well your good traits and your bad tra- your the good things and the bad things normally aren't that million miles away, and I don't Do think I a lot of a, a lot of people probably like. don't realize that either. A trait, yeah. A trait, when, when you when you what do you mean? What a trait you'd like? Don't Do you have any things that you would like to? Like, do you see in other people or? For example, like do you know, where people can just sometimes just switch off or they can dial back. Like, is there any trait you would see in another part, or you think that like would be good to pick up? Because there's something you could really sort of because you can build them in. Yeah, uh, I get, I, I could be tidier and more organized. Like, like as much as my time is organized, it's probably the only thing in my life that's fucking organized. But like my desk, yes. bottom of here is a complete scene. <laughs> yes, that's what you mean. I know what you mean. But I think that always. And no, I was just curious, Mickey. Do you any, what about you, or do you want to go on to the next? I one? used to have a real thirst for education. Um, I still do to a certain extent, but it's just not as ferocious as it used to be. So I would like to try to get that back in. To my system again, to, you know, to just keep learning. Um, it's just find it so hard at the moment. Uh, I think it's just pick because it, you, yeah, pick something you really like, you know. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's just like it's, when the same thing is kind of the same. When I used to like drive to gigs, I would never listen to music. I'd always listen to audiobooks or podcasts, learning from people, and that's what I got interested in health and fitness was listening to Ben Coomber. Like you're talking back seven, eight years ago when he was the only. He was the biggest fitness yeah. podcast about. He was the only fitness podcast probably about. What uh, do you listen on? Audible? Audible for audiobooks and then just podcasts wherever. But I Audible's I like Audible. Like, I like I've got it keeps giving me free credits every month. I forgot to cancel it and I've got a wild backlog of books. Uh, I find I it a nightmare to download the cunts. No, it's should download no, you should straight go, away. If you go on, if you go on to the, if it's stupid because they've got an app, but if uh, you want to download a book, you have to go onto the fucking website. Yeah. To yeah. Download a book, but I think I got the I signed up to Audible five years ago, and it was on the day because I got Barack Obama's book today, and I got Matthew McConaughey's last week. And yeah. It was nine hours long, and between your journeys, like knocking about the house and like steps, yeah, that book was done in a week, uh, and started like Obama's this week. But I think there was I, I looked when I was downloading the book today, and in the last five years, there's a hundred and thirty-six books on it now i probably listened to 90 percent of them there's some of them that i haven't listened to but like i'm not i i think sometimes it now i can sit down and read but for the first 24 or 5 years of my life i couldn't sit down and read a fucking book like i hated reading but i could sit i could listen to stuff yeah but but just the because like you can do it while you're in the shower and the bath like you can pick it up now fair enough whenever i do that i still have to rewind certain bits but i do agree turning dead space in a productive time will even make you just feel better and you'll learn no that may that's something I used to do, but I've fallen out of habit, so I'll pick that up. What else have you got, Mickey? Final question. Now, the, the, let me finish the question before you think it's about Andy Malone. It's not, right? <laughs> what do you think of calling out internet bullies like Wayne Linegar is doing for his 
what is it? Uh, no excuse for abuse. Well, so Wayne Linegar, Wayne Linegar, I think, I'm not sure, he pretended to get engaged to someone during the week. Seen that. To, so people would go underneath it and abuse the fuck out of him. And then he's highlighted all the people that's been abusing him. Well, no, and that's like fucking luring people into a trap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But so I think yeah, yeah, this yeah, this thing is no excuse for abuse, and it's uh, our mission is to end online and media abuse. Stand with us. Let's make a change in order to make the world a better place. Well, I'm gonna be honest. I, I I don't know. Like like that's that's all coming from the fact he got abused in the Sunday World, didn't he? And then. He put up the fact that Caroline Flack took her life and that he's had mental health and he's had friends die from it and this isn't right. Uh, for me personally, I think you're always going to get abuse and the idea of trying to cut it out is stupid. Yeah. And that personally, if you can't, you you need to, and I know sometimes people hit a nerve and don't get me wrong, people sometimes think I don't. Like everybody's got something they don't like to get slagged about. They don't like people to bring up Small people. Legs. Don't, Joe, whether it's your nose, your ears, height. your height, your weight, yeah. whatever, whatever the fuck it is everybody's got some small insecurity or something that you no, know, like it's like you know, when you're slagging your friends or you're giving them abuse and all of a sudden they go from like laughing to like where they get a wee bit annoyed and sharp back and you know you've had a nerve you know you've uh you've, yeah not you've got them but most people most men will say oh, i've got you by the balls now yeah but for yeah. me i think cutting out abuse personally is is stupid that now he might really really he probably does really believe in that but what he would be better doing is probably trying to build some sort of resilience towards it. Yeah, so I think it's hard to call. Yeah, I don't know. I know he does get a lot of abuse because, of like, the pictures and in, in Ocean Beach and the younger girls and all this stuff. But I can tell what he's trying to do, and he's probably it's probably coming from a real good place. I just I'm looking at a picture is. here of the of the people that are involved, and they're all influencers. So I could you know like you know rightly influencers get pretty abused sometimes. Um. They're they're abused because they're maybe they're maybe doing nasty shit like selling fucking. Say, sometimes people deserve abuse, and that's not maybe. Yeah, cheeky, but know? I think that sometimes the abuse the abuse goes a wee bit too far. Like I'm seeing yes. here, uh, Danielle Sands and Callum Bass. Callum Bass gets a, a a hefty bit of abuse, um, online. Abuse does go a wee bit too far sometimes, and then it goes down the route of um, you know like racism and you know about their yeah, like sexism like, and yeah. about their their orient sexual orientations and stuff but the, i i don't the know calling them out is i always you know i get fucking abused online by being a shite dj and stuff uh, <laughs> who do i think i am and stuff and i always say the best the same thing them like I can take up my ticket sales in Belfast for the last five years and I go I bet you I'm gonna see your fucking name on them and I'll thank you for the amount of money you've paid me over the last few years. And I've done this stuff boy before. He says the worst DJ's ever heard. He doesn't know why people go to the gig. And I've seen his name and I'm like, you're a familiar boy. So I went straight on the Glister app, put his name in it. And sure as fuck, the guy went, was it something like 12 or 13 gigs in a row? Never missed a week. And done that <laughs> nearly for two years. He always, always went first term. So he must have been on placement second term. And I was like, mate, you're fucking one of my biggest fans. What are you talking about? And he was scoldered. And then about fucking six months later, he was in, he was at a gig and he came up and goes, ah, I was just in a bad mood, man. <laughs> and I thought I would take it out on you. I'm like, why would you do that? Like, you know. How, how do you draw a line? You know, I think that's like what, what we're, well, some of the times like what we're talking about is like, how do you draw the line between somebody having the crack, good nature, good nature yeah. crack, and abuse. And I think all of, most of the time, 
wherever that line lays, it lays in however the person takes it. Like they're the person that draws the line between that was fine or that wasn't fine. Like Tony was saying, like when you're chatting to your mate and you can be slagging him about yeah. his ears and it's sweet. And when you mention his nose, he, he gets back up. It's like, so yeah. it's like, you can't, I, I don't, I can't see how you would put something out in place for people like to actually educate and like for people to, to for the change people's behavior. The only thing you can actually control like tony mentioned was like your own fucking resilience like your own yeah. ability to say i ah, will like that's just somebody who's fucking bored and not content with their own life so they're trying to like find something else like yeah i, I, I probably haven't i to be honest haven't got a big enough following to have my first internet troll i'm really excited Fuck your bound of one, like, i'll sort that out i'll <laughs> yeah, get first, one of them fake accounts i was sending pa- tony fucking <laughs> the first person i can't wait for my first troll uh, you'll get one when people hear this <laughs> Um, I'm asking. I'm now asking for anyone who wants to troll me. Work away. It's a it's a good day when I, I was always told nobody hates down; they always hate up. And that there that there always helped me have resilience. I was like, okay, I'm doing something right. You know, you're doing something right if you've got somebody hating on you. You're like, okay, I've got someone's attention. Unless they're hating on you for a really legitimate reason, then you know you fucked up. And you're like, you know what? I knew I was going to get hit on that, but that's okay. You know, because there is some people do like. Cal, like, not Callum, um, Wayne Linegar put out that post a couple of months ago where he described his perfect girl and if people had them traits, they could you know send him an email and he'd get back to them. But what he done was he listed out all the sh- shitty stuff that people say about him. You know, she has to be like a low IQ, she has to have blonde hair, she has to like private jets, she has to have no baggage because he's got enough baggage. And all that shit. So he, he lists them out and people lost their fucking minds thinking this was for real. And you're like, he of course lined that up to get abuse. So I don't know. See, what, tra- traction is traction. Like, Oh, I, yeah. There's no such thing. You know, Conor McGregor always said, you may hate him, you, you may love or hate him, but you're talking about him. And if, you're, if your currency is, you know, people talking about you, you know, that's where you want to be. No, you don't want... You don't want people not knowing your name and, and well, depend on what your what your profession is. But if your currency is popularity, your currency is followers. You know, we, we, we you know, we're not gonna name names, but we've seen it in the last few weeks here in Northern Ireland that, you know, a, a, a fella's managed to keep a lot of eyes and ears on him for a couple of weeks, you know. It's uh no, it's, I don't know. I like Wayne. I think it's, you it's hard, like I, but I like him. Like he's a, he's a nice guy. There's a line good, there, and good laugh. Oh, there's I... a line there in the Sam of abuse where it goes from like a good, like abuse that's gonna harden you and make you a better person. Yeah. To where it's just too much and it's gonna break the person down. So for me, bullies are needed in the world. They've got their place and they, they make people. As we were saying, you grow through adversity. You know. You, you, there are people like that need to do like not that they need to do it and don't get me wrong the world would be a much nicer place but I think it does like I was picked on school all the time and I'm so glad because I would just be this wee soft thing do you know what I mean and it wouldn't have made me fucking far better for it so for me it's just a case of I know that if that was all cut out I wouldn't have turned into who I am and yeah. so that for me is a real big thing that I'm afraid like if because at some stage in your life if you haven't been picked on till you're 35 you're going to have a mental fucking breakdown if all of a sudden somebody slags you or says something nasty to you on a night out, you know, because you've been covered in a fucking... This well, is like the snowflake generation. I'm not going on a rant here. Mickey will be here all day. Well, I think that's why a lot of the ones that go on to reality TV struggle for it so much because they they thought they were ready for fame. And once you get that fame, you open the door to this fucking... This the bad side of it. 
and they really aren't ready for it. Like, like ones that go on Big Brother, there is some of them that are very calculated and know what they're getting themselves into. But there is that certain person who doesn't didn't want to be famous, like like the people who won the lottery. Your dreams to win the lottery, but the amount of people that literally can't handle winning millions because it fucking ruins their life. Because it brings it, you know, with the millions brings the worst out in everybody around you and probably yourself. But I would say, Wayne, I don't know. Keep doing what you're doing, Wayne, and get that club open to fuck die in it over the summer. The three of us will be there, boys. Well, lads, podcast day out. Podcast day right. out from Obeach. But is boys, that, that's her. That, uh, that's her done. Is that us done and dusted? That's her done and dusted. The podcast. There, hmm? we, 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 so take apart from them questions, takeaways for productivity. Is there anything else you wanted to add there, Conlip? Are you happy enough? Uh, make it time sensitive and fucking put some skin in the game. Do it, use the yeah. floor app or Pomodoro and plan yeah. plan out what's the biggest shit you need to get done yeah. and take out it all. Double double drop modafinil and a tenorian <laughs> energy. That's yeah, mine. There's loads there like realistic expectations. I wrote loads down there, productivity planner, the Pomodoro effect. 25 minutes like audiobooks in the car we small things like that definitely it's just it's always nice to give people a take home mickey you know yourself uh, and don't 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 go down a rabbit hole of fucking tony's stories on instagram either no fuck that fucking waste of your time cleaning no. dog's teeth jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> that fucking thing's that thing is mad <laughs> nasty bit of goods lad. but right call of cheers for coming on where can people find you well they probably don't fucking know where you are anyway but You'll tell them anyway. Uh, Instagram Conliff underscore Kaysen on Instagram, uh, and I'll I'll fire we plug in my own. And I'm starting a, a podcast to compete with these two. There we go. There we go. No, uh, cut this. Go. Cut it. Cut it. The you fucking Trojan it. horse here, boys. Uh, no, uh, I'll be doing something slightly different. Uh, it'll be me interviewing different people from that would have achieved some relative level of success about their relationship with success and anything that can be take home for the listener so yeah that's it. a few few guests lined up uh and better every day podcast so i just thought i'd fire that in there good man i look forward to being on it tony you work a wee bit harder you'll get there kid <laughs> <laughs> right cheers for tuning in keep rating the podcast um and tony will do a giveaway soon for a thousand pound if you keep rating it so cheers <laughs> chatties later <laughs>